1: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey everybody,
2: welcome in. It is a uh, hot uh, Monday and it's going to get hotter for the rest of the week, so just brace yourself. Uh, Jimmy B and T.C., you can always uh, get on the program with us at 264-1700. Again, that number is 264-1700. We've got a great show lined up today. Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, will join us at 1225. Uh, And we will talk to Tom not only about what's going on with... The football and the basketball at Iowa with the prime time league. And there were a couple of pretty good performances over the weekend. Uh, but we'll also talk to him about the passing as well of Bobby Elliott. So we'll get into that uh, as uh, the show goes on. One o'clock, Seth Gruen will be here. Bleacher Report, Big Ten Unfiltered. Uh, one forty. Ben Kirchival on college football from CBS Sports. 2 o'clock, Zach Reimer, Major League Baseball, Bleacher Report. And the 2.20, Scott Phillips, College Hoops, Bleacher Report, and NBC.
0: That's the lineup. Trent, how are you, pal? Uh doing all right. Uh, certainly sad news about the passing it of is. Bobby Elliott, a guy that uh, has been known in this state for a very long, long time. time. Obviously mm-hmm. an assistant coach, but before that, as a player moved to Iowa after uh, his dad bump got the athletic director job at the University of Iowa. He's an Iowa, not a lifer, but he is uh he's been around a lot of different places. So uh sad news, a guy that has battled a he lot of different He has battled things it. Yeah, he has. throughout his life and so I'll take you back a little over 2 decades ago, Jimmy B. Okay. as things were winding down at the end of the Hayden Fry era. And at the time Uh, the story goes, at least the way that I heard it, that Hayden was ready to retire after they upset a very good Washington team in the Sun Bowl. Washington had tied for the Pac-10 championship that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe with USC, who went to the Rose Bowl, they went to the Sun Bowl. I went down there, beat them. Well, they still had coming back, though, Tavian Banks, Tim Dwight, Matt Sherman. right, And that group talked Hayden into coming out. But he was set to retire at that point. And uh, with it, many people believed that it was going to be Bobby Elliott that was going to take over. Sure. Well, we know he stayed for 97, into 98. 98, the wheels completely fell off the team. They finished 3-8, and eight. Um, one of the saddest performances against Minnesota to end Hayden's career. Just a terrible way for him to go out. People at the time didn't know that Hayden was going through prostate cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. During that final season at Iowa, he kept it completely under wraps, didn't want anybody to know. And Even 20 years ago in the state of Iowa, to keep something like that under wraps is pretty incredible. Yeah. To be able to do that. And you wonder today, would that even be possible? My guess is probably not. Probably not. But Elliot was going through his own, you know, his own struggles that he was going through. And a lot of people believe that's why he didn't get the job or didn't get a fair shake at the job and all these different things. But you look at on the other side, and if that is the case, Bob Bowlesby, the athletic director at the time, can you give a guy a job? That job, the most ho- high-profile job in, in the, the state.
2: state. Yep.
0: Can you give it to a guy that has gone through and is going through the things that he was doing at the time of Bobby Elliott? Probably not. Probably not. So, you know, that's what. Uh, that that's the the story the at least on uh, of Bobby Elliott and how close he was to getting the Iowa job, then an assistant job at Iowa State, mm-hmm. and an incredible assistant coach, but. Jimmy B, I got a number for you. Okay, lay it on me. So he was there, obviously, during the long period of success, the 15 straight years of victories for Iowa. He was Hawks, there. In the, you're talking about Cyhawk. Hawk. Yeah. yeah in the they back dominated. Yep. He was there for the back half of that. But this is what he was 18 years as a coach in that rivalry, mm-hmm. as an assistant for both Iowa and Iowa State. Okay. 18 years. Okay. Any idea what his record is? Well, they were awfully
2: successful. Iowa was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe they lost. F- maybe he lost five times. That's all. Sixteen and
0: two. Wow. Sixteen and two. Eleven and one at Iowa. Five and one at Iowa uh, State. I five and one at Iowa State? Yeah. That's incredible. He was there during the long, long uh, sojourn through things as they uh took the streak back six consecutive mm-hmm. uh, they won after I had won fifteen in a row. So yeah, uh interesting that he was uh on the sidelines for a lot of victories in the Hawk rivalry. And outside of Hayden? Yeah. Nearly nobody had the. In fact, Hayden hey, his his
2: record's not that good. No, he
0: lost his final one. Had yep. 15 years of winning before that, and then before I think went two and two, maybe the first four years, something like that. Before uh, the the stretch started with 15 consecutive games. But sad news there. Here in the state of Iowa, we'll get some uh, talk with that. We'll talk with Tom to see if he had any dealings with Bobby Elliott. Uh, throughout the years, uh, it's his time both in Iowa City and in Ames, and, and a sad day for the football it, community.
2: It, it, is a, it is a sad day for the football community. It finally caught up to a man. He was in hospice in Iowa City, and that is where he passed away. Bobby Elliott uh, at the age of 64. So that is that was tough news over the weekend, no question about that. Uh, when you got a chance to kind of peek around a little bit, mm-hmm. Did you go on Twitter because I you're a Twitter hound. Yeah. You're better at it than I am. Well Well, goes without saying. Yeah, I guess it does. So You struggle. It's it's my middle name. Yes. Um and the things that were coming out of the PTL. Prime time league, yeah. Yeah. I mean guys were like just lighting it like all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of light did you see where Kreener
0: had, like, 42 points and 17 boards? 42 points out of your boy, Ryan Kreener. And really, I think the story, if you're kind of mapping out what has been the biggest story to this point of the primetime league, it's been the two freshmen. Yeah. It's been well, Luka yeah. Garza, it's been Jack Nungy, how good those guys have been early on. Now, you see this a lot, and there's always a little bit more excitement when you're a freshman going through this league. It's your first time in front of the home crowd. You want to show, you know, the guys to yeah. be, you know, all those things. And, and by the time you get to be you know, your second year, you're an upperclassman, deeper Indian. It's like, all right, I'll show up. I'll do my thing. yeah. But the freshman a lot of times can make an impact. So it, it's been a good story. Uh-huh. Jim, you're a Creener fan. You're a big Creener I, fan. I'll tell you why. is because I think the boys got game. Mm-hmm.
2: And you could see it a little bit last year. And the way that his confidence level is, he plays with an edge, and he has skills. He can he can be a banger. He elevates well for throwdowns and rebounding, mm-hmm. and he can be a decent shot blocker as well. Look, the scoring is an absolute bonus. The, he's going to score. He's his game is
0: a scoring. Game. That's him. And we saw that last year. You yeah. Know, when he first came in that game against Purdue. Right. And we hadn't seen him for what, a couple of weeks exactly that Ex- point. Exact, was like, exactly. Oh, they're giving creener a minute. Okay, that's a little odd because it was a tight game, it was kind of out of nowhere. hmm He goes in there and he's hit shot. Yeah. And he's scoring right yeah. away. Right away. No, no hesitation. And I remember the conversation last fall. Uh that Fran was talking about, you know, they wanted to find minutes for him because of the whole group, he was the best, at least, uh, you know, how they measure things in practice. I don't know, probably in five-on-five, five, maybe some drill work, whatever it sure. is. He was the best rebounder that they had. They just never could find minutes for him. Yep. And they finally just said, we got to try it. And he was successful, and he was good when he was in the game, still didn't get a ton of minutes. No, he did But boy, you can see flashes on yeah. him. Dad, yeah. That he's got a lot of upside to his game. Mm-hmm. Again, he's not gonna wow you with athleticism, but he can move. No, he no, he's he, got he some... runs a little funny though. <laughs> he, he's got a little I don't know what it is, but there's a, a little gait in there that, yeah. that just uh, it cracks me up as he's chugging down the floor. But he moves pretty well for a big guy. Exactly. He's got the shooting ability that you talk about. Yes. And, and that was the first thing. And that he's really legit off. 6'8", 6'9". Oh, he's, he's 6'10". Yeah. I mean, he's you think big. he's pushing 6'10"? I think so. Okay. I mean, he can, he can play the 5 for you as well. And that's what they need. You know, because last year at times, this is the thing that I wanted with, with all this front court depth, last year you had Tyler Cook sometimes having to play the 5. Not a whole lot. Right. But him and Pemsel started to play together, and they never looked comfortable. And and that's the one that I wonder, because after Cook got injured, all of mm-hmm. a sudden Pemsel was the kid that stepped right. up. Right, I don't think those two practice a whole lot together okay. during preseason, because I think they both kind of looked at them, oh, you know, they're both power forward types, Pemsel's behind them, but then they saw Pemsel can play the five a little bit more. Yeah. I just don't think they practice a whole lot together, at least in comparison to the other lineup combinations. Now with an offseason of those guys maybe working a little bit better, you know, if they can play together more... We're fix in the mix. All these freshmen. It gets back to the same story that we talk about with Iowa basketball, and that is how do you divvy up the minutes for this front court? There's a lot of guys in the front court. It's incredibly difficult. The back court is Bohannon will play his 32, 33 minutes a game. Yeah. Moss, you hope he can be a guy that consistently can give you 25 minutes a game, and then, well, see what you get out of Brady Ellingson. See what you get out of Christian Williams. See if Maisie Daly has anything, and that's it. That's it. Up front, it's the two freshmen that we've talked about. Right, so you start right there, Garzunji, Garza, yep. but those guys in there, Ahmad Wagner. What did he start? Twenty some games last roughly. year, roughly. I mean, we we don't even talk about him. No, Ahmad he's Wagner. he's not not in the equation. And he is a guy that has elite level athleticism, mm-hmm. has shown an ability to be able to step out, hit a jumper. But he is a, a garbage guy. Athleticism, good defensive player, good post defender. You got that in the mix, and you keep going through, and you got Nicholas Baer, and outside of Bear who can play the small forward spot. All these guys are kind of power forward center types who can play the three in a pinch. Can Tyler Cook? No, we saw him last summer. It's like, oh, this guy can shoot a little bit. Right. And from what I've heard, Tyler Cook seems a little bored at the PTL. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I like, can understand that. Yeah, I, I mean, get I get that. Yeah, maybe not getting the uh, the most enthusiasm as he's on the floor over there. But can he play the three in a pinch? You know, could you play? Let's think of a. Let's think of the three, four, and five position. Tyler Cook is a three. Sure. Who would be the two guys that you'd play with him at that spot? Now, would it be two thicker guys? Is it something where you go with Garza and you go with Nunge and? Nungy and him may be interchangeable at the 3-4. Maybe. Uh, could Kreener slide into that as well? Right. Kreener, that might be because
2: of his shooting ability. Yes. He pulls people away from the basket. So got,
0: let's say this. We've got guards at the 5, Kreener at the 4, okay. Cook at the 3. Yes. And then Moss and Bohannon right. probably are in one, too. big lineup. That's a big lineup. I mean, that, that is a really big lineup. Wow. Can you play man in that, though? Can you play man with those guys? I don't think you can. I don't know.
2: And, and once again, it's going to depend on sure, the team that you're playing sure. against.
0: But a majority of the time. Right.
2: If you're playing maybe Purdue yeah. with the big guy down low in yep. Haas, you might be able to use something like that and play a 2-3 zone.
0: Right. But, you know, Messias isn't. You no. Know, he's, he, not, he's not super quick. Yeah. But
2: he's very
0: accurate and, when he shoots and it. And could cook guard him that's, on the perimeter. That's the key. Maybe. 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 You can get away with it yeah, for a may- three minute stretch, yeah, you know, something sure. like that. Yeah. You know, you're eleven minutes to get to the under eight. Yeah, I think he could steal some minutes there. It's fun to play with. And it's a, it's an exercise that yeah. is fun to do in the summertime. In fact, uh this week we are going to put pen to paper. We're gonna figure this thing out, Jimmy. Okay. We're gonna try to because you only get two hundred minutes. That's it. And, and I and I love what I, I talked to my buddies about this, like Oh yeah, well, okay, Bohanna will play 35 minutes, and, yeah. and Cook will play 35. I'm like, you're already at 70. Yeah. You play both those yeah. guys. You're at 70. you got 130 minutes left for the rest of the team, team. for 11 other guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah see, <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, they fr- are, are you playing Coral Pencil eight fr- minutes a game? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Are... Fans forget that it's only a 200 minute game. Yes. That's it. That's all you have. And and doing the math is much more difficult. It's fun to do. We'll do that. We'll do that later on in the week. here uh we get through the summer over in the Capital City League. Yes. You see Cameron Laird. Yes. Big game. Time they, to get excited, Jimmy they, B. I would think if you're a Cyclone <laughs> fan, at least the guy's there.
2: Yeah. And at least he, and at least he's contributing big time. Yep. So I would think that's a major plus. you got to feel much better mm-hmm. because nobody would seen or hair of him except somebody who was in the gym when he was in there playing rat ball.
0: 19 of 28 from the floor. There you go. Uh, finishes the game 38 points and 16 rebounds, 8 assists as well. Almost a triple-double. And a 148-131 <laughs> victory for Sparta Waste Services. Also, Mariel Shayak. Boy, this Shayak guy—he I mean, just puts up
2: monster he, he every does. time. Yeah, I, I, look, we look—we're just—we're—we're—it's a glorified pickup game. It is. Yeah, that's yes, all it is, yes. folks. Don't. Don't take this like for oh my god he's going to average forty. <laughs> right. no. no, it is a glorified pickup game. Trent and I <laughs> could both score at least one basket each. Oh yeah, with the way they
0: play. Well, yeah, they'd find on I'd the Because I'd come wings. over midcourt. I'd be, I'd be firing. I might, I might need ten shots, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'd be able to knock one. Yeah, there's not going to be a hand on my face every it's time. It's a that. No.
2: glorified <laughs> pickup game. Don't get so excited about it. But when you see those kind of numbers, you're mm-hmm. going man. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just not all hype. Right. You know, when we went on that treasure hunt trying to find the guy because he was nowhere to be found, <laughs> who was it that sent us the tweet said he was there watching him? And Mike he, Jones. It was Mike Jones watching him. Yeah, man. yeah. Sent the tweet. I'm scouting. <laughs> all right, Mikey, thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We finally had a Laird sighting. Look, I, all along we've said on this show that on paper, the kid looks tremendous, mm-hmm. but nobody would ever seen him play. And so now you're getting that opportunity, and you're starting to feel, at least if you're a Cyclone fan, you're starting to feel much better about what maybe Steve Prohm is going to have. Yes, The absolutely. question, once again, they will be the big mystery team of the Big 12, mm-hmm. and how will
0: the pieces of the puzzle fit together? Yeah, we will uh, certainly get into that a little bit more. Oh, what else I see on the in the capital city league? Anything else jump out? Uh, I mentioned Shayok. Yeah, Just, I mean, no, he's... it'd be so nice if he was eligible. With what we've seen, yes, if he was eligible, eligible to play this, this season, year, yeah. I think we go from, I think we both agree, wrong side of the bubble as we look at them right, right. now, right, right. Kind of a uh, much like Iowa last year, eighteen and fifteen, right around five hundred in the Big Twelve. It's going to take them a while, I think, in the non-conference, that there might be a loss. So you look back and say, kind of like the Nebraska-Omaha game yes, for Iowa. Yes,
2: yes. How did they lose, lose that one? Yeah.
0: I think there's going to be one of those probably early on there. So, you know, that's kind of where you get, when at least for me, when I look at Iowa State at this point, kind of figuring out this team and what they're going to be. But... Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun summer getting through. We're getting down just uh, a couple games left on each side of things. And then, well, it's it's football time, Jimmy. It Gay. is. It starts today.
2: Yeah. SEC Media Day. Media Day. Yes. Oh, man, all the clowns are out for <laughs> SEC Media Day. Speaking of clowns. Yes. They are the clowns of Major League Baseball as we speak. I'm talking, of course, about the defending World Series champion, Chicago Cubs. Oh, Jimmy B, why you got to do
0: that to the Cubs fans? They Jimmy better B, hope.
2: they better. I'm, I'm over at Draft House. Uh-huh. Having a bite to eat. No seven and seven involved. Bite oh. to bite to eat. Wow. And these guys are cussing a blue streak uh-huh. at the TV because the Pirates are just blowing them out. They were ten runs in the first inning. Lester gives up ten. I I haven't heard that kind of language. Well, I've heard it when the microphone's been off here. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> Me yelling at US you. Cra- <laughs> yes, yeah, I've heard it then. But these guys were like irate. And I didn't say anything. You know me. I observe. I never said a word about it. I just listened to their conversation. Because they were seated right next to me. Mm-hmm. So it was hard not to hear, since they were both extremely PO'd. And... I I was just laughing under my breath at, you know, you got the whole second half of the season, but as I told everybody earlier,
0: it's going to be a bumpy ride. It looks that way. It looks that way. Let's take a peek at yesterday in case you missed it, and it's presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. If you're in the market right now, fix the leaky roof, or if it's time for a complete re-roof, the guys at Wolf Construction can help you out. Most jobs done- Within a day. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Give them a call today. We go to Wrigley yesterday. That first inning, Jimmy B. A 10-run first. What is this, Little League? (laughs) Not the way you want to go into a break. (laughs)
3: Josh Bell with an RBI
1: single. Pirates lead 1-0. Two-run double, Jose Osuda. Pirates up 3-0. It's a two-run single for Mercer. Five runs in the first for the Pirates. And there it goes! A grand slam for Cervelli! You gotta be kidding. And McCutcheon hits one out. Put it on the board! Ten for the Pirates in the first! (laughs) Unbelievable!
2: Doggy! Oh, man. John Lester's got whiplash neck. Do you hear the boo birds oh, there, yeah. Jimmy B? Watching those balls jacked out of the park and into the outfield. Whiplash neck. Boop, there goes another one. Boop, there goes another whoop, Boop, there, there goes another one.
0: We go to St. Louis next. The Cardinals hosting the Mets. My buddies were in town for that yeah. one. Yeah. They said there was a ton of Mets fans. They really? have like a traveling group. Are you serious, right? Really? Uh, and it's kind of like a for club. For baseball? For baseball. And people that are part of the group say, "Hey, we're going to go to this game this year." All kinds of things. Okay. They said there's a couple thousand, incredibly loud too, couple thousand bets fans in the stands for the weekend series. But yesterday, it went back the Cardinals' way once again. Tommy Fam mm-hmm. going opposite field,
1: right-handed in this game today. That's hit down the right field line. It's well hit, tailing. It is fair. Opposite field home run for Tommy Pham. Oh Tommy, you're
0: so fine. You're so fine. Hey, Tommy. I, I don't think that's Tommy. Oh, no, okay. No. Here we are. Yes. All-star break. I got it. Ready to roll into the second half of the season. Home run derby tonight. I'm I can't wait for this. We're going to be making some picks on that one. Yeah. We'll take a look at the odds. We always got to do that, Jimmy B. Yes, we we got to help the people. Give them what they want degenerate talk from your man tc <laughs> we will do that a little bit <laughs> later on that was a case you missed it presented by wolf construction roofing on the other side we get back into the hawkeye talk tom caker hawkeye he's our first guest here on a busy monday jimmy b and tc live from the wolf construction roofing studios
1: 1700 k is the big talker in des moines with jimmy b and tc noon to three sports talk that rocks 1700 KBGG.
3: With the turning of another calendar year, you hear dealers offering savings on this and special financing on that. This is Tom with Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center. Since we offer exciting deals all year long, we thought we'd offer you, the RV owner, one better than the other guys. When you purchase a new RV from Bob and Joe's RV Center, you get RV Warranty Forever at no cost to you. A real warranty for as long as you own your RV. RV Warranty Forever will pay for all repairs to the covered components of your RV for as long as you own your RV. Bob and Joe's RV Center is so confident. Comp- in their inventory that they've offered a lifetime warranty on every new and qualified pre-owned RV at no cost to you. To top that all off, Bob and Joe's RV Center is an exclusive RV Warranty Forever dealer in the state of Iowa. Get a quality RV at a great price from Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center and get a true peace of mind forever. Browse and purchase with confidence at BobandJoesRV.com. Every great vacation starts somewhere. Start yours at Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center with RV Warranty Forever. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick or drywall or
1: doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement
0: Systems today.
4: at WolfConstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally.
1: Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Of course, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rate supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $400. for TV, $100. for internet equipment, non-return fees and efficient supply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17.
5: Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here inviting you to visit our full-service gun show.
1: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. We roll all the way now till 3 o'clock today. Jimmy B and TC. Uh, It's always a a good day when Tom Caker takes some time with us. Uh, HawkeyeReport.com. Anything you need to know on the Hawks, he's got it. Uh, Once again, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. That's Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Tommy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, It was a good weekend, and then it became a sad weekend, Tommy. Uh, Let's kind of get into Bobby Elliott a little bit. We know how he had to fight against cancer, uh, finally lost the battle. Uh, How many And can you recall some times where you were with him and talked to him at great length about football?
6: You know, great length, I wouldn't say really any, but just I was just kind of doing covering and Iowa stuff for a local sports radio station and just kind of doing that at that time. And when he was still around, it was, you know, basically the last year or so of Coach Fry's tenure. So, um, but, you know, I told him what station I was with, and he's like, oh, you're in Quad Cities. Yeah. I, I love listening to you. You know, he was just. Always so energetic, and then ran into him a few times um, up in the press box. He, you know, a lot of time if if it coincided with a weekend that he was off and, um, and and Iowa was playing at home, there were a few times where he would come back and be up in the box. and his uh, his dad's uh, box is right by the press box. So you would see him in there, and but it's just sad because just such a good guy. Um, and, you know, such a big part of football at both uh, state institutions in in the state of Iowa.
0: You know, battled so many different things, different ailments, uh, cancer, a big part of that uh, throughout his life, and and, uh, something that I was talking about going back over 20 years ago when Hayden first thought about retiring and then went into retirement. There were a lot of people that thought Bobby Elliott was going to get the job or had a great chance of it, but cancer uh at the time made it difficult for I'm sure Bob Bullsby to even give that a realistic look a, a, a big what if I'm sure for a lot of Iowa fans and for Bobby Elliott looking back upon it what could have been without that ailment
6: Yeah I I firmly believe that if uh if, if Bobby Elliott hadn't gotten uh sick with cancer the blood cancer at that time that um that he would have been the successor to go try. I mean, he just fit it. He was he was the perfect fit. He had a ton of energy. Everybody around Iowa City obviously knew him, and you know his dad's reputation. Was sterling uh, at the University of Iowa. I just think it would have been pretty much a you know a, a done deal. Even probably ahead of Bob Stoops. I, although I think you know there would have been a lot of clamoring for Stoops. It, but you know. Just didn't work out, and uh, to his credit, he hung around when Kirk came in, and you know, helped save that recruiting class. That had some, you know, he and Brett Bielema got guys like Fred Barr and Alan Cole to stick with the Hawks and and uh, come to the University of Iowa and help uh, start to rebuild the program.
0: And maybe one of the most astounding statistics all time: sixteen and two as an assistant coach in the Cyhawks series, eleven and one at Iowa. And five and one at Iowa State.
6: That's the craziest stat I saw today. Isn't that, isn't that unbelievable?
0: Mean,
6: that's just unbelievable. I mean he just uh yeah, he knew how to how to win that game. Just knew how to win that game.
2: When you will assess his career and think about the man himself as far as an assistant coach. Just talk a little bit Tommy about his style players how they reacted to him and how well he was able to put things together
6: you know it's funny because over the years i've talked to uh the guys from our um notre dame site uh and, and you know even talking to the guys from the nebraska site in the last couple days as we were exchanging some messages and phone calls about um about him just because you know the situation had gotten at that point grave and kind of checking with some people to see where things were at and um, just how much, every place he went, everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, God, we love talking to him and he's just got so much energy and he's always got time for you and um, he's just, you would have never known that uh, that he had battled this for so long um, based on the energy and the productivity and the work that he put in and And the Nebraska guys were telling me, even before they kind of took him off the road, and he was down in Florida recruiting kids. And and then, you know, just right before they announced that he was taking the leave of absence, um, they had just pulled him off the road that weekend, and everybody kind of thought it was odd. And and then, of course, the announcement came that he was taking the leave, and I had heard right away that, uh, you know, the message I got from somebody who was pretty close to Bobby was everybody just pray for him. So I knew it wasn't probably good, and it uh, turned out that it wasn't good in Boston uh, over the weekend.
0: Uh, certainly tough news right there. Well, uh, we make the transition from that into things that just certainly don't seem nearly as important today uh, with the passing of Bobby Elliott, and that's on to a little football and basketball talk with you, Tom. Let's start on the football field, and want to start on the defensive side of the ball. You know, we've been Going through as the guys have been on campus, the freshmen here for, what, about a month now for a lot of them. They've been getting acclimated. I believe I came across something, a little nugget on the site about A.J. Epinesa and just how good he's looking, something along the lines of they thought he was going to play. There's no doubt about that. He might be playing a lot more than even some of the coaches anticipated.
6: Yeah, and I, I put something up, too, about Ian um, and talked to somebody, and they, and they said, we just don't have guys like, like AJ come through here as true freshmen. And they just said the same thing about Tristan Wirfs,
5: mm-hmm.
6: uh, the offensive lineman from Mount Vernon. Uh, just, you know, guys are just kind of, they don't look like freshmen, and mm-hmm. they don't carry themselves like freshmen, and they don't work out like freshmen. They're just built differently. Uh, same thing was said to me about, um, James Daniels a couple of years ago. Um, you know, Brian Ferentz said that early on. He goes, we just don't get guys like this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. they're yeah. usually building guys, guys up. And and you saw James play really well as a freshman. I, you know, I did my prediction piece on the fourth, and uh, one of my bold predictions uh, along with the whole season was, by midseason, I think AJ is going to start. I just think he's going to be too good to keep off the field, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's going to be that good and that impactful of a player.
0: So, what does that lead to the kind of the rotation up front there? We know that bodies, especially at the defensive tackle position, are going to be a very much of a need spot. Are we going to see more maybe substituting on third down? We saw the Raider package the last few years. Uh, could it be where they stay more in a base, but. Are able to rotate guys through, maybe have a guy like Epinesa, even Hesse play defensive tackle on third and long. Do you see them being maybe more fluidity than we've seen in the past up front?
6: Yeah, I think there'll be some, um, you know, different looks, is what I would call it. I, I, I'd keep an eye on um, on uh, Brady Reeve, too, at D Tackle, just because I think he's maybe that situational third down guy that can kind of create some havoc. I know they're pretty high on him. But then you've got, uh, you know, at end, I, I could see a, a rotation of uh, Hesse and Epinesa and Anthony Nelson, and then Matt Nelson may float between end and tackle, kind of like Christian Ballard did uh, mm-hmm. back towards the, the second half of his uh, Iowa career, where he was bouncing between tackle and end a lot. And uh, But, you know, the de-tackle thing, just it depends. The budget is health. He's got to mm-hmm. be healthy. And how quickly uh, Lattimore really comes along to be a guy who can play, you know, 50 snaps a game.
0: Uh, One more, sorry, Jim. That's all right, man. I know you're on a roll here. Well, this defensive line, because if this defensive line can play at a high level, like we've seen in the past with Iowa defensive lines, with what they have in the linebacker's spot, the experience they have, though replacing a lot of cornerback, I, I think this team has a chance to be really good defensively, Tom, but it does start up front here. Of the Nelsons, out of Matt, out of Anthony, I saw I think the latest update, Anthony out of Waukee, he's up to 260 pounds. Are, are those guys that you think are going to sneak inside a little bit more as well? And and you mentioned Budgeta. What are you hearing as he works his way back from that injury from back, uh, what, October last year?
6: Yeah, we talked to Budgeta in early June, when kind of when they came back, and he was just kind of rounding back into shape. And uh, I think it was the ankle against Wisconsin, and I think he had some setbacks in the winter, too. So he was just kind of getting back into the swing of things. He's a tough kid, though. Um, but he's not the the impact player that Jalil Johnson was. He's kind of a, a space filler guy who eats up uh, tackles and just kind of uh, eats up space in the middle. Um, you know, so they're going to have to... He's got to be healthy though, because they need the experience up there. Because it, their defense, it's just so much of what they do is predicated on uh, stuff in the run, and that's the number one thing that they've got to be able to do. And that's kind of hold their spot so Jewel and Bauer and, and Neiman can come find in there. And what was the other half of your question?
0: Uh, just about the Nelsons, uh, how much bigger yeah. those guys are getting, and them playing inside.
6: Yeah, the big thing was. Matt is, you know, he had the broken foot in the spring and there was some rumblings and maybe had a little bit of a setback with his foot again uh, this summer. But uh, we haven't heard it and nothing's been out there officially. So um, we'll have to wait and see uh, what that looks like here. Uh, maybe we'll get some time with Kirk uh, tomorrow. We're supposed to have a little press availability and maybe Kirk will stop by and say hello otherwise we'll find out <laughs> and, from him in Chicago sometimes he does that he'll pop out say yeah, and, yeah. hi and talk for about five ten minutes and get some news and uh, but otherwise I, I think um, you know the, I think Anthony's going to stay outside I don't think there's any question but I think mm-hmm. Matt's going to bounce between end and tackle uh, you mentioned
2: how about Vandenberg? I'm just real curious when we talked about news. All we hear Foot injuries, yes, <laughs> I know all we hear is oh he's fine he's fine- he's fine. Do you got any you got any dirt? Do you really know what's going on? Come on, tommy
6: uh, he's been working out
2: so okay. all
6: all good, but is all he is he fun.
2: running? I mean, working out can be lifting yeah. Yeah, like he's, jogging, he's running. doing the ellipse yeah. machine. I want to know if the dude can cut and run. Dude.
6: Is he doing 12-ounce curls like Trent? You know? yeah.
0: <laughs> just a touch better. belt,
6: 12-ounce curls. Exactly. I've been doing a lot of those this <laughs> summer.
0: I, I am getting ready for football. He's season. tuning up. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- everything I've heard is
6: that he's been running a little bit and, and doing fine. So, I, you know, I, but I'm with you guys. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, count, I'm not counting on him. Just if you get him, it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. I think that's how yeah. you have to look at it. Um, but if he's good to go, I know they've kind of taken steps. They've they've really uh, kind of babied it, and they've got some new orthotics that he told us they put in there. So hopefully, well, he's the only guy
2: who can catch a pass.
6: He's the only guy who has caught a pass yeah. in a college game a wide receiver. Yeah. So uh, that they have back. So he's that's just. How it's going to be this year is is uh, if they don't have him, it's going to be a lot of three tight end sets. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah well. Power I, football, get out the air horn and start Watley yeah, and Butler. Yes. Yeah, so here, well, here we go. Yeah, speaking of Butler, Tom, we haven't talked to you since the news of uh, the new grad yeah. transfer coming in. Guy that was interested in Iowa, didn't get the offer, and uh, ended up out at Nevada. Tell us a little bit about what you heard, and, and do you have hope that maybe Brian Ferentz can figure out a package or two to play him and Akram together?
6: Yeah, I think they'll probably try and figure something out, uh, you know, put Ackerman in the slot and put Butler at tailback, but it's a great, um, gift for Iowa just because you always want that. I think they like having the two kind of experienced backs, uh, back there. And I think they really got comfortable with that last year with Daniels and Wadley. And, and as we know, uh, Ackerman's been dinged up from time to time and he's still just barely over 190 pounds. So, um, you know, he's, how much of a workload could he really take? Could he take, you know, 25 to 30 touches a game? I'm not sure. And that, you know, and that, then you throw throwing passing game where he was very effective last year. I, I think this just allows them to, you know, that every third series, you can put James Butler out there and he can get you some yards and maybe he'll do even better. So maybe you go to a, Timeshare like you did last year with uh, kind of the guys just alternating or go to a hot hand at times and uh, but Butler's really productive. I mean, you know, I know it's the whack, and I know it's different and I know it's not as good as the Big Ten, but three thousand yards is three thousand.
2: yards. Yeah, it is. Yes.
6: And you know what? He he was going to be the you know he was the top returning running back in that conference. First team all conference. Uh, you know, a lot of the Analytics guys who cover football really loved him. Uh, I saw the one the Pro Football Focus had him with eighty-seven, you know, tackles missed last year. So uh, he's he's been very productive and elusive. So um, I I think that's a positive sign. And and he really wanted to be a Hawkeye. I mean, he wanted to be a Hawkeye when he was coming out of high school, and thankfully things have uh, worked out because. Uh, you know, he graduated early, and uh, and Nevada was going to that air raid offense. I don't think he wanted any part of that.
2: Right, right. Tom, before we let you run quickly to the uh, prime time league, S- some guys are putting up some monster numbers. Uh, we just saw the other night where Creener went for forty-two and seventeen. Uh, look, I I know it's a glorified pickup basketball, but you've been over there a couple of times. Uh, yep. did, have you seen improvements in these guys' games
6: yeah I, you know with Kreener, the thing that I think he's heard all this talk about how Garzi and Nunji are going to come in and right. take his job and how all the how he's going to be the odd man out, and he's just saying, the heck with you guys
0: yeah i'm still here <laughs> yeah. and look
6: what i'm uh, and i'm ready to go i'm not'm I'm, he's not going to sit back and let some freshmen come in and take his minutes he's not going to sit back. And, you know, say, well, Cordell and Tyler, you go ahead and play. He's, or Mod Wagner, he's going to go out and he's fighting for those minutes. And that's what you want to see from a kid in his position. And I'm sure Fran is uh, thrilled with what he's been able to see from him uh, so far.
0: Tom, we will let you go with this. Uh, Brett Bielema, we've had plenty of chuckles with old Bert throughout the time. Had a, Had a baby over the weekend. And I just see this quote uh, come across right as as we're rolling out here from Andy Staples of Sports Illustrated. Uh, Brett Bielema said his wife didn't want to use any painkillers when she delivered their daughter. Quote, Bielema says she wanted to do it a la carte. (laughs) I I don't think Bert knows what he's talking about here on this one. Another swing and a miss out of the big boy down south. A la carte. I don't think they...
6: they, Uh, English in uh, Prophetstown, maybe I don't know. Uh, Prophetstown, uh, he's a Prophetstown native, so
0: wrong side of the river over there. You know about that well over in the Quad Cities. You get to the other side of that river, things uh, fall apart very quickly, don't they, Tom? It it
6: does, it does. That's that's a classic <laughs> a la carte. Oh, okay. That's a beauty, go, Bert. Yeah, Big Bert.
2: Yeah,
0: Big Bert. My
6: fa- That's still my favorite picture is that one of him on that cruise with his shirt on. Yes. Oh, so I know. He... It's
2: so good.
0: Gut out, happy as a clam.
2: All right, who who wore it worse, him or Rex at the uh, at the uh, uh, when he was the coach of the Buffalo Bills at the at, at the, <laughs> the wizard at the Wizards game Rex when his Ryan. yeah Rex Riot. yeah at the Wizards oh. game when his shirt was up.
6: Oh, I still think it's Bielema. You think I mean, so, cause really? You know, oh, yeah, because he looks all lit up in that picture, too.
0: <laughs> Eyes <laughs> drooped over, plenty of grain belts in him, no doubt about it, Tom.
6: <laughs> no doubt, no doubt.
0: Tom, be good. Enjoy your conversation. Hopefully you'll get Kirk tomorrow, and we will talk again soon. SEC Media Day is probably uh, going to be a little crazier than when we get a Big Ten, right?
6: Yeah, that's that's a special level of insanity down there it from is. what I've heard.
0: It is. It is. It's a clown show. It's 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 like
2: Bryce Harper. It's a clown show, bro. It is. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Hey, take care,
1: guys. See you. We'll see Okay, you. okay.
2: Tom Cakert on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Always good stuff out of him. Very informative too on
0: uh, on football and yeah, that the, defensive line rotation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this a couple of times, but I think there's an argument to be had mm-hmm. with that Vanessa. I mean. Five stars don't show up at Iowa. Five stars that are ready to play like that. They just they just don't. And you got a guy like that with a lot of talent up front. We know the linebacker spot. Uh-huh. You still got Josie Jewell there. Yeah. You know, you you got plenty of guys with experience. They have a chance to be really good defensively. Offensively, we've talked about the question marks there, but defensively, it's just a couple of tweaks, uh, a question mark here or there. I feel like they're gonna be fine at quarterback. You don't replace Desmond King. You don't have that shutdown side no. that they had. But both of those guys, uh, Ojemuja, he, he looked really good. Sure. At kind of, you know, we we saw all those guys. R- Ragumba, mm-hmm. uh, he looked like yeah, he was he a to like make Haking, play like, before yeah. he broke his arm. So right. you have pieces over there that you feel good about. It's just up front. You know, they need budget to healthy. They do. They need that experience in the middle. Because if it's not, then it's uh, we need Lattimore, a true sophomore, to right. play. 600 snaps and then I will cobble it together. That's scary. Now, that's scary when you get to that spot. So, it's a chance. And that's what we talk about right now. Everybody feels like they have a chance during the summer. Well, always. It's like spring training it, and baseball, in baseball. Right? Oh, yeah, we yeah. got a chance. Got a
2: chance. And now we're the San Diego Padres. We're 31 games out of first place. Uh, that's not good. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker, 1700.
1: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom.
0: Trust
1: 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700KBGG.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700KBGG.com. dirt and grime and bring out your vehicle shine with super savings on o'reilly car wash right now at o'reilly auto parts pick up a gallon bottle of o'reilly car wash for 3.99 clean shine and protect your vehicle with o'reilly car wash on sale for 3.99 at o'reilly auto parts better parts better prices every day limit supplies see store for details oh, 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 o'reilly auto parts up
2: to 50% off hot deals with Dell's Black Friday and July sale. Are you kidding me? That's huge. Dell has all the technology you need with an amazing selection, including the latest Dell PCs with Intel Core processors, booming Klipsch audio and so many great electronics. Shop big Black Friday and July deals by visiting dell.com/bfjuly. You could save up to 50% on select products by calling
5: 800-BY-DELL.
2: Featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much
0: more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Jim Brunson,
1: Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing, here's Jim and Trent.
2: All right, everybody. Oh, that was fun having Tom Cakert on the show. Always good information if you're a Hawkeye fan coming from Tom Kakert. Uh One o'clock, Seth Gruen will be here. Uh, we're going to jump in, what, the Big Ten with him? We'll talk a, a little, little Big bit. Ten,
0: a lot of baseball. Yeah, we'll do some Cubs with yeah, him. Yeah, we, we got to hit on the Cubs yeah. here. And God, now they're putrid. What's next? They're putrid. Well, they're not putrid. Here's, the Padres are putrid. The Phillies pu- are putrid. Yeah. The Cubs are putrid. Uh, putrid's not
2: the correct term. With which. the talent that they have. And, and I, know, I know people are going to call and they're going to say, Oh, we got the whole second half. Yes, you do. And I agree with that 100%. And everybody says, well, Jim, remember all those games? They all count the same. That's what you say to me. They They all count the same. Mm -hmm. Well, when you look at the standings and you see right now that the Chicago Cubs are five and a half back, tied with St. Louis, two games under five hundred, and not even sniffing a wild card slot as we speak.
0: Five and a half out. Five and a half out. So Cubs fans should be nervous is what you're saying.
2: I would say so, yes. I think okay. they'll –
0: I see, here's here's the deal.
2: After last season, and everybody's going to say, well, look, they won in 108. I get it. I was as as excited as everybody else. But when the season began this year, it was like, well, hell, they don't even need to show up. They're going to win 90 games and go through the motions, and we're going to sweep into the playoffs again. It hadn't happened like that, Trent. just hasn't happened. No. And it hasn't happened for Cleveland either. They've struggled as well. They have. But they they are in first place in their division. That's a difference, even though they've struggled.
0: Both talented teams. Very. The hangover is real. Oh, boy. You're not kidding. No, they... Last year, Cleveland overcame a lot to get to where they were. Remember, when the playoffs started, Yeah. nobody picked them. Yes. Nobody picked them. That was different than the Cubs, so it's a different feeling coming into this year. But it's been injuries that come up, Schwarber getting sent down. There's been so many different things that have kind of piled up, really, for both those teams this year. Uh, that has happened. I've said it before. I'm still of the belief that this team has a run in, it. that a big run, not not winning, not win four row.
2: and then losing two no, and no, no. three, yeah,
0: a big run. You okay. know, going 15 and five over a month. You know, something along those lines. I still see it happening. The problem is Milwaukee won't go away. Uh huh. They're not going away. And for the side of the Indians, I don't see the Twins sustaining. I don't even see the Royals being able to sustain over the back half that they have to worry about it. Where I feel like even if the Indians go eighty-five and seventy-seven, I still think that's going to be good enough to win the division. And then, as we saw last year, we'll see how the chips fall come playoff. Right. Time. Right. For the Cubs, A, getting to 85 and 77 themselves is going to take some work. That is going to take work. And is that going to be good enough? Not the way Milwaukee's going. And young David Stearns over there, their general manager, said over the weekend Mm -hmm. they're looking to be buyers. They are. They're looking to be buyers. And this is an organization that is in a position now to make moves. They can go... From the small level stuff, a guy here, a guy there, right? You know, uh, a 23rd, 24th guy on the roster. Or they have an ability to go big. Because of their farm system and what they have down there. There's talent there. A ton of talent. Mm-hmm. And if they want to, they can go out and make a splash. They can go out and get some of the big names that are out there. Milwaukee is in a spot to do that if they want. I still don't think they should, but they're open for business. That makes it a little bit more difficult for the Cubs.
2: Wow. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Nobody. At the All-Star break. Nobody. Jimmy B and TC. Right here. We're coming right back at the top of the hour on the Big Talker 1700.
1: 1700 bGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
4: We're a roofing machine. Guys don't really talk
0: about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't, uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, My
6: underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care antiperspirin.
0: Tough on sweat,
6: not on skin.
1: Cowboys are herding cattle from their phones. A man is driving a car by using only the motion of his head. A blind athlete who lost the use of his legs is riding a bicycle again. We can't make this up. Actually, we can because we provide the technology that makes it possible. Technology to help humanity. Aeroelectronics. Electronics. FiveYearsOut.com
5: Be the
4: host with the most and get the most savings at the Home Depot's Red, White, and Blue Savings Event with up to 40% off appliance special buys. Like the GE Stainless Steel Gas Range, a Home
1: Depot exclusive, with convection oven, non-stick griddle, and extra large burners now for just
2: $5.98. That's over 400 bucks in savings. Shop our lowest prices of
1: the season, only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only, while supplies last. See store for details, valid 621-712. through 712.
5: This is Shaquille O'Neal. And the Shackettes. Reminding you that anytime. Anytime. Is a good time. Good
4: time.
5: For the cooling, drying, fresh scent of Gold Bond Powder Spray. Like after the gym. Or or golf.
0: Or working with farm animals.
5: Or a hard day's work.
0: Like sports casting?
5: You said it, ladies. Stay cool with Gold Bond powder spray.
0: Stay cool.
1: 1700 KBGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force
4: to have everything that they would need at their fingertips.
1: Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I
4: didn't know you had a clothing
1: line. Yeah.
2: Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon <laughs> yeah. stamp of approval. Smell or it. are approved.
0: not scratch it sniff.
4: News from around the globe with Westwood One On Air. Hey. I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. At Harry's, we keep it simple. We make sharp, durable blades and offer them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We obsess over quality so much that we do crazy things, like buy a German razor blade factory. So give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry's starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for only 3 bucks with free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 5.